PBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I am Sandy Grimes. Is there life after death? How many times have we heard, or perhaps even asked that question? Of course, it might make just as much sense if we were to inquire, is there death after life? Death. Life. Are they the two sides of the same coin? A coin that remains in circulation forever? The accused will rise. Maltiter Sapley, widow of the late common criminal, Will Sapley. He was no criminal. He was a poor man who was forced to steal to feed his family. The testimony of the witnesses contradicts. Liars! Perjurers! Mal Tapley, you are found guilty of witchcraft. No! The accused shall be taken to the place of execution, where all designs and residue of the devil shall be burned away from her soul, which shall then be made pure and fit to meet its maker. <laughs> drama written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Russell Horton and Marion Seldes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It isn't fair the way the world is set up. Some are born rich, others poor. Some, it seems, are foreordained to fail and others to succeed. I suppose we can say that each of us is born under a certain star. And that constellation, that birth star, or for some, it's a death star, determines our destiny. We can safely assume then, in light of all this, that lies around tree appears... You're not, John? No, ma'am. Have you taken the day off? No. He died Saturday morning. Oh! Oh, uh, uh, that's too bad. It must have been rather sudden. He, he was here Friday. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, are you going to be the new person? Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm taking over the newsstand. I'm Miss Roundtree. I'm with Landry Dawson Sherman on the 84th floor. Ah, yes, Miss Roundtree. And what's your name? Uh, Blake. Miss Roundtree! Just a minute, Jay. Blake, you, you look familiar. Huh? Do I? Yes, in a way. Well, every morning I pick up the Times Bulletin, the Journal... And a pack of Tapley's Mints. The uh, Times Bulletin, the Journal, and uh, Tapley's Mints? Well, uh, where would I... Uh, John, would find... keep them right over there. Oh, I see there are no more. Would you order some? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes. They're imported from England. Oh, no, I'll get them for you. Thank you. I'm holding the car for you, Miss Roundtree. Right away, Jerry. Uh, you're kind of late, Mrs. Roundtree. Everybody's there for the breakfast meeting already. I just heard about John. Yeah. Eh, you know how it is in the midst of life and all that. Who's this new fellow, Blake? I don't know. But I can tell you something. He gives me the creeps. You too? Going up! Oh, Liza. You sound as if I've just been resurrected. Do you realize it's exactly 8.58? Well, I'm not scheduled to speak until 9. Well, you must admit you did cut it rather fine. Well, it's your fault. 
Why do you serve such fantastic spreads in the morning? If you invite people in for a breakfast meeting, I say give them a good, hearty country breakfast. Well, country breakfasts are not for city girls. You know <laughs> that nothing but coffee and donut is going to catch up with you one day. What sort of house do we have out there, Jim? You always attract the cream of the crop. There's uh, Bolton of the Times Bulletin, Conan of the Journal, Faraday of Business Review. Practically all the top financial guys in the country. All right, let's go, Jim. It's 9 o'clock exactly. Okay. Ready for your introduction? that aroma? Uh, well, which particular one? We, we've got fresh ham, bacon, and mm-hmm. sausage. No, it's not that. It's, um, uh, venison? Venison for breakfast? <laughs> you know how it is. I, uh, spoil these folks. Every year they expect me to come up with something different, so this time it's a special venison pie. Yes, and it's called poacher's Mm-hmm. I uh, ran across the recipe in an old, old book I bought when I was in London last year. It goes back to the 17th century in, in Yorkshire, where you could still be hanged for stealing deer. Now, you cut your venison into strips. You give it body with potatoes. Uh-huh. And any other vegetables that come to hand. Wheat flour for a crust. Now, you need fennel. Rosemary and sage. Uh-huh. And then you, you... Hey, how do you know? How do I... No? Well, I mean, this is an obscure 350-year-old English backcountry folk recipe, for crying out loud. How would you know about it? <laughs> what does it have to do with finance or economics? Well, I... I'm... Oh, Jim, now it's after nine. Oh, so it is. Uh, now, we better get you out there before the natives get restless. I was asked to speak on the subject, Wither the Economy. A more appropriate title, perhaps, might be... Whether the inflation, how can we tame this rampaging beast? More to the point, is it possible to, um, to this rampaging beast, which, which, the, the beast that resides in each one of us? And I stood there. Liza, what is it? I remember I stood there in the dark and I said... What's the matter? I said, Oh, Lord, what will become of me? I stand condemned, you all now see. To deepest hell my soul must fly all in a moment when I die. Great Lord, how shall I be forgiven? Not fit for earth not fit for heaven. Liza, uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I'm afraid Miss Roundtree's um, uh, uh, been taken ill. Um, the uh, the uh, meeting will continue with our next speaker, the uh, head of our research department, Dr. Richard Brode. Dick? Oh. Oh. Liza. What happened to me? You don't know? Well, I... I was standing there and begun to talk, and then suddenly I must have... Oh, I must have blacked out. That's all you remember? I don't remember getting past the <laughs> rampaging beast of inflation. You don't remember the, um, <gasps> the poem? Poem? Yeah. You recited a poem. Oh, no, I, I recited a poem? That's impossible. You did, Liza. You, you stood there and recited a poem. Is this a joke? Listen, Jim, I, I have been under considerable stress lately, and it's possible that I... Well, I'm, I'm 
I'm perfectly all right now. I can go right out there. I'll finish my presentation. We taped the meetings, Liza. Do you want to hear what you said? Listen. Oh, Lord, what will become of me? I stand condemned. You all now see. To deepest hell, my soul must fly. All in a moment, when I die. Liza. Great Lord, how shall I be forgiven? Not fit for earth. Not fit for heaven. I, I said that. Well, I, I, I must have. Liza, what is it? I don't have the faintest idea. What does this mean? Well, it means obviously that someone's just been condemned to death. Well, yes, that's clear enough. But why should you be saying Jim, it? Jim, I don't know. Well, Liza, it didn't sound as if you were just reciting poetry. It was as if you were actually standing in the dock, the, the prisoner's dock, and... Well, go on. Tell me more. Look, I, I think you'd better see a doctor. Oh, I know what he'll tell me. He'll say, get more sleep. Well, I'm not tired. He'll also tell you to eat a more balanced diet. Well, I'm, I'm never really hungry. Well, that's because you eat all those mints all the time. Anyhow, I didn't have that kind of doctor in mind. I, I was thinking you might... No, Jim, no. No, I don't think so. Liza, evidently there's something... askew in my mind. Well, how do you account for that little episode just before? Look, look, we, we could solve everything so neatly. All you'd have to do is just... Marry me and lead a sensible life. I I'm tired, Jim. I, I, I better take the rest of the day off. Half a day to Damon's round three. Jerry, this new man at the newspaper counter, Blake. Why did you say he gives you the creeps? Oh, it's just certain people. They rub you the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. You got any complaints about him? What complaints could I possibly have? Uh, Miss Rountree! Oh, I see you remembered my name. Uh, uh, yes, I, I called the wholesaler. I, I ordered those mints, you know. I'll have them tomorrow or the next day. Thank you. Oh, wait, Mr. Blake. Hmm? Have you ever seen me before? Uh, no, Miss Rountree. Not that I remember. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'd remember. It's just that you look familiar to me. Well, it could be, um kind of ordinary-looking person, so you can run into fellows who resemble me just about every day, whereas whereas you... Yeah? Well, you're a very unusual-looking person in a very attractive way. Oh, I'm not trying to get fresh or anything like that, but you ask. Therefore, I... Well, I'd remember if I'd seen you before, but I don't, so I guess I didn't. Where are you from, Mr. Blake? In Nebraska. I used to drive a truck. But I got arthritis, so I came east looking for something to do. See, I had a little money saved, and this concession opportunity came by. Uh, have you ever been in Nebraska? Hmm? No. Uh, well, you know, this is the first time I've ever been away from there. I see. Well, it must have been my imagination. is out, he may be worse. He might be without a father. I said to go home. Then hang you, Will. First, they'll have to catch me. 
And now I got me a nice fat buck all picked out. But the sheriff... Don't you bother your head none about the sheriff, Ma. This time of night, he's snug at home in his bed. Now, you go home to the boy. Please, Will. Quiet. Be quiet. Huh? Oh, oh. Oh, where is the... Liza? Yes? Yeah, I just uh, called to find out how you are. Oh, I, I, was, I was asleep. Oh, did I wake you up? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 it's, it's all right. I, I was... <gasps> I was having a dream. I'm, I'm just as glad you did wake me. Well, why? Was it a bad dream? Well, it's the kind of dream that you just know is going to turn out very bad. Very soon. What was it? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. What, was Did it uh, have any sort of connection to what happened this morning? Yes. I think so. In what way? Well, it seems that I was back a, a long, long time ago. Maybe in England or Yorkshire and... Uh, that's, that, that, that's all I remember. Uh, you get back to sleep. You'll feel better in the morning. Well, good day to you, Mr. Stapley. Good day to you, Squire Lloyd. Enjoying the fair? Yes. Well, perhaps we might enjoy it together. No, I must be off. Why? Oh, my William must have his dinner. Oh, I rode past your house not an hour gone by, and I uh, could smell the dinner simmering on the hearth. Poacher's pie. I doubt it not. Poacher's pie? Oh, no, sir. <laughs> Where would we ever get the venison? <laughs> Where? Well... <laughs> One fine moonlit night, we shall catch your will in the act. And it's the hanging tree for certain. No. No, no. No, 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 no. Don't take on so pretty, Molotepli. Your will doesn't have to dance on the air when it has a wife as pretty as you. Why is so cruel, Susie? possibly act three to answer that question. Why is she dreaming about these people who lived so long ago and far away? If she were the romantic type, perhaps we could understand it. But obviously, she's the practical, no-nonsense sort. However, when that kind go, they usually go all the way, as we shall see shortly. practical lady here. A securities analyst for a top Wall Street brokerage house. The word analyst fits her like a well-made glove. Her entire existence is based on facts and figures. She has all of her life refused to indulge in any flights of fancy whatsoever. But right now, for reasons she cannot fathom, she is saying and doing things that are utterly incomprehensible. Oh. Good morning, Miss Roundtree. Oh, here's your papers. Uh, and the guy, uh, just this minute, he delivered the mint. Oh, how's that for service? Huh? Fine, fine, thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Leroy. Huh? Mr. Who? Uh, Mr. Blake. Hey, 
Yeah, good morning there, Miss Lantry. Good morning, Jerry. Ooh, you were kind of beat this morning. Well, I didn't get much sleep. Well, at least I hope you were having fun. This car up! Busy, Liza? I have a report to look over. Um, Liza, I made an appointment for you, um... With a Dr. Gordon. Well, cancel it, Jim, will you, please? Liza, you are in some sort of trouble. Yesterday, you... You became somebody else for a brief few moments. A, a condemned prisoner in a dock. Now, why? I don't know. You recited a poem that has an oddly archaic flavor to it. It could have been several hundred years old. I told you, Jim, I don't know. I never cared anything about poetry. Now, it's English. In spirit. Uh, when might you have been exposed to I it? don't know. I don't know. When I spoke to you last night, you said you had a bad dream. You were in Yorkshire many years ago. Two or three hundred years ago. Maybe more. Well, have you ever been to Yorkshire? I've never been to England. Liza, you should see a psychiatrist. Is he going to know? Look, I've got a great deal to do. I want to write up this report, and, and I'm just going to throw you out of here. As I said, you really don't need a shrink. You need me. To bring some romance into your life. Not today, Jim. Okay, if you change your mind, I'll uh, take you to lunch. Consider a gross national product in the trillions. Consider a runaway inflationary spiral. Consider, uh, consider his lifeless hands fall gently down. His chattering tongue soon lost its sound. To see his soul and body part, it strikes with terror to my heart. What am I writing? What am I writing? Oh, oh Are you home? Oh. Is that you, Ben Tyser? Oh, open the door! Wait! Oh, will you? Who will has been taken? What are you saying? The sheriff got him with a deer. No! The squire will hang him for certain. Oh, I must go to him. It may be too late. The child is sick, please. Please take him to his grandmom. Squire Leroy? Oh, it's pretty Maul Tepley. Squire, my husband... Ah, yes. Yes, your husband. Please, please don't hang him. But it's the law. The law? Oh, Squire, the law is so hard and cruel and poor folk. The law's the law for rich and poor alike. If a rich man poaches deer, he swings just as merrily as a poor one. But the rich man does not. I mean, he doesn't starve. The squire, a rich man does not have to steal. Oh, sir, is there no room in the law for mercy? Must a magistrate forbear to be tender-hearted? Ah, we should all be tender-hearted. Especially the young and the fair. Please, Squire. Oh, my pretty Maul Tapley, you ask me for kindness, do you not? Yes. Well, I ask you for kindness. Oh. One good deed deserves another. Please, Squire. Come, dear little Maul Tapley, let us be kind to each other. Miss Roundtree? Uh, Miss Roundtree? You forgot to stop for your papers in the men. Oh, yes, of course. Well, thank you. Oh. Are you feeling okay, Miss Roundtree? Yes. Fine, thank you. Hey, good morning, Miss Roundtree. Morning, Jerry. Hey, what happened to the roses in them cheeks, Miss Roundtree? Going up. I've been thinking about the problem, Liza. Problem? Mm-hmm. 
I went back to your original application for employment here. What for? Now, you just, just listen. You were graduated from Rudiger Prep, a school for unusually bright girls. You were class valedictorian. Yes. Now, from there, you went to Yale. You were graduated, as usual, first in your class from cum laude. You had asked one of your professors, a Dr. Ullman, to write a recommendation. Oh, Dr. Ullman. I haven't thought about him in years. Now, he wrote something quite perceptive. He said, ah, Dan, she's a brilliant young lady, but she will really come into her own when she no longer feels it necessary to prove that a beautiful girl can also be smart. <laughs> he just thought I didn't go out enough. Well, did you? Frankly, I was bored by most of the boys my age. I really did rather sit at home and study. Mm-hmm. And it became a habit, so there hasn't been very much, if any, uh, romance in your life. And you miss it. I disagree. No, unconsciously, subconsciously. Therefore, you are constructing this romance. You have become, um, what was her name again? Uh, Mal Tapley, married to a poacher. You see, already there's some excitement. And he's about to be hung by the squire. But the squire has always been sweet on Mal, and now we have here the possibility of a quid pro quo. Now, what set you off was that poacher's pie that I served at the breakfast. But where would I have heard of that? Well, the same place you heard or saw the rest of the story. People have seen or read hundreds, thousands of stories, and they forget them. But these stories remain hidden in the memory. And then, one day... Something happens to jog that memory. In this case, the poacher's pie, the, the aroma. Oh, no, I was already on the edge. I, I was disturbed when I arrived for that meeting. Why? Well, John, the regular newsstand man, he died a few days before, and then this new fellow took his place. His name is Blake. Well, what about him? He's the squire. The man at the newsstand in the lobby? He is the exact image. And he inspires the same fear in me that the squire did. Liza, this is all just a fantasy. Is it? Although the present rate of exchange may favor the hard currencies, may favor the hard currencies, but sooner or later there must be a meeting place where I shall meet that mournful face whose blood I spilled upon this place. With flaming eyes to me, he'll say, Why did you take my life away? Will. Will. You'll be free. Free? Oh, my poor Molly. I'm to hang. And never to see you and the boy again. No. No, you won't hang. Why not? Squire promised me. The squire? He said you'd be reprieved. But why? Why would the squire reprieve me? Well, because... Because he's really not a bad sort of man, Will. Well, it's possible we may have misjudged him all these years. Yes, that's possible. Well, then be of cheerful countenance. The boy shall not be left an orphan, nor you a widow. Look at the sheriff. The sheriff comes to set you free. Will Dabley, are you prepared to meet your maker? What are you saying? He's to go free. He's to hang. No, the squire promised me. I have here the order for the execution. No, Tell no. Tell me, open the door. No, there's a mistake. I'm telling you, there's a mistake. There is no <laughs> mistake. Step aside. No. Oh, 
I... Now, now, please, Mother. You said that you'd reprieve him. I said no such thing. I only said I would be kind to him, and I have been kind. You've just had him. You betrayed me. Oh, poor, poor little Molly. I meant to let him go. No, that's a lie. No, no, by my soul, it's true. Then why didn't you? Because everyone in the country would have known why. I'd let him go because he had a pretty young wife. Now, isn't that true? What if it is? You promised. But how could I keep that promise? My wife would never let me know a day's peace for the rest of my life. The vicar would expel me from the church. The king might even might even remove me from my office. These things will all happen to you. Now, now. I'll now. shout this betrayal to the skies. I'll proclaim it in the streets and everyone will know. I'll deny it. <gasps> it will be your word against mine. Now, which one of us do you think will be believed? The people will believe me. I warn you, pretty Moll. Don't go too far. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Of course you're not afraid. Oh. Oh, I must have been dreaming. Well, just tell me what it is you're not afraid of. I'm not afraid of it. Not af- of... I'm not sure. Hmm. Are we back in Yorkshire or whatever it is a couple hundred years ago? Yes. All right. What's the latest? Squire Leroy has betrayed Ma Tapley. Ah. He, he hung her husband anyhow. Ooh, the scoundrel. That man is fit to live. Is Ma going to do anything about it? Yes. Is this the murder that she's going to commit? Yes. How? I'm not sure. I haven't relived it yet. Oh, Liza, don't you think this has gone on long enough? There's nothing I can do about it, Jim. The whole thing, it's just moved into my mind and taken complete charge. If our physical existence is drab and constricted, do we invent violent adventures for the mind? When you consider that some of the world's greatest love stories were written by maiden ladies, the thing takes on a certain amount of credibility. But how did she know about the ingredients in the poacher's pie? All questions will be resolved in Act 3 shortly. It's all in the mind, they say. And of course, it's true. The problem is, how do so many strange and frightening things find their way into the mind to begin with? Sometimes our mind can be filled with people we never met, words we never spoke, deeds we never performed, music we never heard, and pictures we never saw. That is, in this life, anyhow. But is there? Was there? Can there ever have been another one? Yes? Oh, I heard your typewriter, so I knew you got in, finally. Oh, you mean I have to go back to punching a time clock around here? Oh, my, my, we're edgy this morning. But what happened to you? Your shoes, your skirts, you're all covered with dust. Nothing, it's nothing. Liza. I came upstairs this morning on the freight elevator. You went all the way around to Yes. The... All right, you asked me, and I told you. Well, why? I I didn't want to go through the lobby. Why didn't you want to go through the lobby? I didn't want to walk past the newsstand. It's that bleak. He sets me off. I look at him, and I see Squire Leroy. Oh, now, Liza. Liza, Liza. What are you going to say to me? Don't be foolish. This thing came to me out of nowhere without warning, and I'm just going to hope that it will 
Go away. By itself. Okay. If you need a hand... I know, Jim. Just remember, marry me. I know, uh, I know. I'll have real romance and I won't have to create fantasy. That's the right idea. Now, will you get out of here so I can finish this report, which is three days late? Hello? Liza, how's it coming? I just finished. How's it look? Good. Ah, how do you feel? Oh, I feel good, too. Hey, you sound good. Uh, have there been any, uh, you know, uh, episodes? No, now that you mention it. See? Well, maybe you were right. Maybe the thing can just go away. Oh, I hope so. Say, why don't we celebrate? Uh, how about dinner? Oh, Jim, I've got a million things to catch up with at home. Well, can't they wait? Another time. I'll see you in the morning. Hey, Miss Roundtree. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I should have gone around the back way. Hey, Miss Roundtree. I pretend not to hear him. Oh, hey, uh, yeah, w- wait up, Miss Roundtree. Yeah. I guess you didn't hear me. You must have forgot to stop by this morning, so here's your Times Gazette and the journal. Oh, and the pack of mint. How thoughtful. Uh, it's nothing. You have to do things like this when you're in business. Yes, thank you, Mr. Blake. Uh, you're welcome, Miss Roundtree. Note to Jim Landry. At this point, we should advise our clients to take their defensive positions in the market and... and... What? What do I want to say? This dreadful, dark, and dismal day has swept my glories all away. My sun goes down, my days are past, and I must leave this world at last. Mull, I would have saved your will if I could. I here, take some money. Money? What do you take me for? Some common strumpet? Take the money, and there's always more. Oh dear, pride, pride. Where does it come from? Your husband was a thief, a poacher. Do you give yourself air? I want nothing from you. But you have a small child. The boy must eat. But you are so concerned with my son's well-being. Why did you hang his father? His father was doomed in any case. If not today, tomorrow. If ever a wretch were destined for the gallows, it was his fate. Now, come, come, take the money. I want nothing from you. But justice. Justice, indeed. And what is justice? To have you tried and condemned for adultery. The sin of adultery requires two. Have you thought of that, my pretty Molly? I have nothing to lose. I warn you, dear Moll. What can you do to me now? Prison? The rope? You'd share them with me. Don't be sure of that. Good people, you see here a woman betrayed. A woman seduced. Listen to me. Listen to how I was used and abused by a man who is supposed to be the model of virtue. A man who is regarded as a pillar of justice. 
the people would listen to me. I'm to report to the assizes tomorrow for judgment. And I too. Say it's a lie. Why should I? Say you were driven mad with grief by your husband's execution. Say you were seized by a fit of madness, but, but, but now it has passed. Nothing will happen to you. I shall tell the truth. It shall do you no good. I shall walk away a free man. You will be burned at the stake. It's too late for your lies. And I don't fear your threats. Very well. Be it on your own head. Just remember, I tried to save you. John Leroy Desquare, you stand accused of adultery with one Molly Tapley, widow of the late Will Tapley. I'll plead you. Guilty? My lord and gentlemen of the jury, listen. Yes. I have had carnal knowledge of the woman. I was bewitched. No, wait, wait. Yes. I was seduced by this instrument of Satan. This appendage of the devil. She is a witch. You see. See the red mark on her arm. Tis the devil's mark. Lies. It's a birthmark. I've had it all my life. The devil placed it there the day she was born. The devil marks his own. We all know that. She came to me in the stillness of the night. She wove a spell. The devil spoke through her. What mortal man can stand against the devil? It's a lie! I have witnesses, my lord. I witnesses to her hellish deeds. Yes, since she was but a child, she heard voices. Then, Titus, you're my cousin. How can you? And I noticed where she stood in the field, there was no shadow. And then the cow sickened and died. Liars, perjurers among them, false witnesses, bought and paid for. The accused will rise. Mal Tapley, widow of the late common criminal Will Tapley. He was no criminal, he was a poor man who had to steal to feed his family. The accused shall remain silent. The accused hereby found guilty of witchcraft. No! The accused shall be taken to the place of execution where all designs and residue of the devil shall be burned away from her soul, which shall then be made pure and free and fit to meet its maker. I am not a witch. The accused is free to make her statement. And he goes free. This liar, this scoundrel, this oppressor of the poor, this despoiler of decent women, he goes free. No! He must be punished. I will have justice. I will make justice. She has a knife. Stubber! Burn! Justice, John Leroy! Justice! No! No! Justice! Oh! 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 Liza, open your eyes. I'm not asleep. Well, you're having a nightmare. I'm wide awake. I, I came as quickly as I could. What were you screaming about? I was condemned. And the next time, there'll be a fire at the stake. I just can't go through that again. I won't go through it again. I, I know just what to do. Liza, what's this on the table? You can see. It's a revolver. I know it's a revolver. What's it doing there? I bought it. Why? 
Why did you buy a revolver? Because I figured it out. Finally. Yes? That man, Blake. Every time I see him, I see Squire Leroy. And so, therefore, if I am ever to have any peace, I'm... Liza, it is not his fault. Well, I'm sorry. Well, it's not my fault either. I won't go to that state, Jim. I won't. And every time I see his face, I go back, and I just can't keep doing that. How can you be sure? Before he came here, I never knew anything. And then this morning, I didn't see him. I had a perfectly normal day. This evening, I forgot. I went out to the lobby, and I saw him, and I spoke with him, and it began all over again. Liza, Liza, darling, listen. Listen to me. I figured this out, too. Oh, don't tell me I need a real romance, and therefore I try to compensate. No, that's and the basis of it, but, but let that go for now. Now, one possibility was that you might have seen this in a movie or TV or read it somewhere. You, you reject that. Yes, because I just don't waste my time with... So, what else can it be? Reincarnation? Are you really Molly Tapley reborn as Liza Roundtree? Perhaps. Roundtree's a very common name in Yorkshire. Well, then how do you account for Blake, this rather nondescript ordinary man? What residue does he contain of the full-blooded Squire Leroy? Well, he... None! So, I asked myself, Moll Tapley. Why Tapley? Why, Liza? Why was your name Tapley? I don't know. Where have we heard the name Tapley before? I can't think. I don't know. You buy them every day. Tapley's English mints. You eat them every day. They curb your appetite. Did you eat one today, this morning? No. No, because I didn't stop at the stand. But when you went home tonight, Blake stopped you. He he gave you your papers and your usual packet of mints, didn't he? Did you eat any this evening? Yes. Liza, have you ever looked closely at the label of these Tapley's mints? No. Here, uh, let me read it to you. Tapley's Old English Mints, by special appointment to Her Majesty, and so on, mm-hmm. from the original recipe formulated in 1710 by Jonathan Tapley. Jonathan Tapley. Well, what about it? Do you know who Jonathan Tapley was? No. I did a little research. He was Marl's son. <gasps> yeah. According to the records, his father was Will Tapley, and his mother was Molly Tapley, who was burned at the stake for witchcraft in Downsbury, Yorkshire, on July 18th, 1693. What can we say, Liza? Is there some essence in these mints that affects you and you alone? What are you saying, Jim? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm groping for an answer. I only know that when you eat these mints, you're prey to... (laughs) Well, how else can we account for it? I don't know. What are we going to do? Did you... Did you hear what you just said, Liza? Hmm? You said we. I need you. I need your help. And help is on the way. <laughs> now, first, we have to get rid of this revolver. And second, we must get rid of the Tapley's mints. Throw that packet in the wastebasket. Oh, at once. Cold turkey. Oh. And we are going to go out for dinner. And we are going to go out for lunch every day. <laughs> and then we'll, uh, we'll get married. And we'll stay in for breakfast. <laughs> and we'll see if that helps, huh? But, Jim, suppose it doesn't. <laughs> in that case, what will we have lost? Every now and then, we like to have you write your own ending. Why not? Audience participation is the name of the game today. There's a list of possibilities. A. She really did read it or see it somewhere. <laughs> 
It's reincarnation. See, as Jim says, there may be a certain unique essence in those mints which can affect certain susceptible people. You can have your choice. I shall return shortly with more choices. Are we mysteriously tied to people and events of the past? Can we ever hope to find a satisfactory answer to such a question? What does it take to set our minds racing in some frightening direction? A taste? A touch? A brief glimpse? A distant sound? Do we come back over and over again to play different parts? As the bard said, all the world's the stage. Does that mean that all of us who live in it are members of one vast repertory company? If that's true, and you don't like the part you're playing now, take hope. Next time you'll star as the leading man or lady. Our cast included Russell Horton, Marion Seldes, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Ravenhouse Paperback Mysteries. This is Tommy Grimes, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time. Pleasant dreams.